Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Safety Squeeze Baseball Podcast. I'm your co-host Josh Bodie alongside my other co-host Brady King. Brady, how are you today? Josh, I'm doing really well. We've had a few good weeks of baseball and, you know, going into uh, our championship series here this week. Really excited. Uh, This weekend's going to be a fun weekend for baseball. Um, Weather's perfect, beautiful outside. So, you know, having a good time getting ready for this this last few weeks of baseball. Great weekend for baseball. Championship series starting. Great weekend for football. Indiana football homecoming game tomorrow against top 10 ranked Michigan State. Oh, you guys have homecoming too? Homecoming okay. weekend, Illinois yes. State. Illinois State's hosting North Dakota State, so we got that's a rough one. Uh, our homecoming game. Actually, how is North Dakota State this year, you know? 5-0. and no. All so right, that's going to be a rough, be a rough one. one. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I've convinced myself Indiana's winning tomorrow. All right. But well, I have also we'll convinced to... myself the Bears are beating the Packers on Sunday. One of the two is not. The Bears are beating the Packers on Sunday. So Indiana must lose, I guess. All right. Sorry about Sounds that, like Josh. both of them are happening then. <laughs> All right. Anyways, we're going to jump in. We're going to do a quick rundown, quick um, recap of the AL Division Series, the NL Division Series, and then jump into a little bit of a preview on the ALCS and the NLCS. We're going to start, however, in Boston and in Tampa, that ALDS. Boston won in four games. Brady, what are your thoughts on that? You know, I'm really surprised, Josh. I think Tampa Bay played pretty well. Boston just came together and played amazing team baseball. They And they just seemed like the better team throughout the series, even when they were losing. Like, they hit the ball, and they hit the ball well. Like, that's what their team is built around. Um, Kike Hernandez is turning into one of the most fun postseason players to watch. I mean, between him and having Randy Rosarena and then um, those two are some fun, fun postseason players to watch. And it's nice to see that Kike finally got like full playing time, not sharing time on the Dodgers playing every other day, whatever it was for them the past few years. So they definitely came to play. They definitely uh, were an underdog, I think, going into it, especially as a wild card team and playing the probably one of the best teams in baseball in the Rays. They they came out and they showed out. They performed and played excellent baseball. I think they're going to carry that momentum. Yeah, I think so, too. The Red Sox lineup was outstanding in that series. They Their, their top of the lineup was outstanding all regular season. They got a little bit of help from other players as well. Kike was probably the biggest name. Like you said, he had 450 on nine hits, including two home runs. He, had the, uh, he, he was the walk-off sack fly in game four, wasn't he? He was. Yeah, that was I definitely when I first saw it, I was like, did he just hit the ball out? And yeah, I thought that was came up short, but it it still did the job. Still got the walk off, which is awesome for him. Yeah. And the thing that I think is craziest about the Red Sox in this series, everyone except for Hunter Renfro that got an at bat hit over 300 in the series and Hunter Renfro hit 294. As a team, the Red Sox hit 341. I mean, you can say uh, batting average, whatever. Batting average is probably the, one of the most important things in the postseason because you got to string together hits. They also had a few home runs where they have. They had nine home runs as a team hit 915 OPS as well. I mean, the Red Sox lineup is a gauntlet. Um, Houston's going to have a lot of trouble with that. Yeah, definitely. I think Houston played some good baseball as well. Um, they definitely look like a solid team, definitely look like they were there to play, definitely look like they were there to win. Um, so it's going to be a battle of the bats for sure. Um, I think both of these teams star on the offensive side of the ball. 
Um, and but I think Boston was just everything. Like you said, batting average is maybe not the most renowned stat at the moment, but I think in the postseason, um, seeing somebody come up to the plate who's hitting 300, 380, that's scary. Uh, like in a short, small sample size, but it, every single one of those bat, at-bats count for something. So having the guys step up when it counts, when it matters most, uh, I think that's huge. Yeah, I agree. And switching over to Tampa Bay real quick, Wander Franco, Randy Rosarino, they were both super fun to watch in that series. Randy stealing home game one. And I I love watching Wander hit. Wander is so much fun to watch. He had two homers. And then game one, uh, there was a a curve that was a breaking ball, we'll call it. I can't remember if it was curve slider. It's coming in right over the plate. Wander just kept his, he, he was literally just standing there, flicked his wrist, doubled down the line. It looked like one of the, the easiest hits I've ever seen in my life on a, on a nasty breaking ball, too. I cannot wait mm-hmm. to watch Wander. Yeah, continue he play. is an, a disciplined hitter. That is for sure. He had an insane hitting streak going in. Um, definitely proved himself in the postseason. Between him and Randy Rosarena, the Rays have two absolute stars um, when it comes to that. Um, and especially in the postseason, having your young guys show out, you know, you're going to have a few more years of that. Um, that'll be huge for them in the coming years. Sucks for them that they uh, they didn't finish out the series. But uh, I think they got a lot to look forward to in the coming years. Yeah, I agree. And Brady, we were both wrong in this series, right? Yes, we were. Well, uh, actually, I had Boston losing in the wild card game. So I had this series wrong uh, after what, Tuesday last week? <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, I had one good prediction. I think I texted you and said, this is going to be my last good prediction of the year. And I probably shouldn't have said that. Maybe I jinxed myself a little bit, but. Uh, I don't know. I did, You're so I, hard. <laughs> it, it really is. I know you said the other day, it might be easier to pick college basketball for March Madness than it is uh, picking picking playoff teams for baseball. So. I don't know. It's, it think, sounds, think, it's crazy, but I honestly think it is. Well, for me, I'm pretty good at picking March Madness games. I've been at the top of bracket pools the last couple of years, maybe not winning, but within top three. But, oh, man, I am really bad at picking postseason baseball series. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's tough. You never know what's going to happen, and each game brings something a little bit different. One person's not on their game, and the whole series turns around. So, um, really, I think the entire Boston team came together, I think, they rallied around themselves Verdugo, Xander Bogarts, Schwarber came in and hit a home run, which all, all the former Cubs players, except for Kimbrell did really, really well um, in the first few, few series of the postseason. So that was fun to watch. Um, but yeah, the Rays definitely have an up and coming team. They'll stay. I'm sure they'll be back next year. So. Yeah, I agree. You got any closing thoughts on the series? Uh, no, I think Boston's going to carry that momentum. I think they definitely have a lot going for them right now. Um, it'll be a fun series against Houston. Um, so, yeah, def- definitely going to be a fun one to watch. All right. We'll jump over to the White Sox-Astros series now. As, uh, as you all know, I'm a White Sox fan, and I think the only thing that I'm going to choose to remember was game three. Game three was awesome. Larry Legend had a three-run homer. I was jumping around the, the room when that happened. I was so happy. Probably – one of my favorite White Sox memories of all time. The crowd at guaranteed rate was electric on on Sunday, that game three. That was awesome. That was probably the the best I've ever seen a crowd at a White Sox game. And I think that was the best crowd of the entire postseason. 
Yeah, it definitely was. And my cousin was at the game uh, for the blackout game and he sent me a few videos while he was there. And man, oh man, did it look electric. It seemed like such a fun atmosphere. Everybody was having fun. Um, and the crowd was loud, that is for sure. And that's one thing that we definitely have missed in the postseason the last year. Um, having fans, dude, postseason baseball is probably the most, like, the most you'll see a crowd get into a sport. I think I can't speak for, like, soccer in the Euro League over in Europe, but I, I know that some of those crowds get a little crazy. But in terms of U.S. sports, I think – postseason baseball has some of the best fans um across all national sports yeah postseason baseball has the best american professional sports fans i think you get you get college basketball fans going crazy you get college football fans ninety thousand hundred thousand people in in the stadium i mean you could yeah that's that might be better than postseason baseball fans depending on the atmosphere depending on the game um but yeah, I think postseason baseball fans are considerably better than all other American professional sports fans. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And uh, talking about the, the White Sox Astros series, I mean, the Astros lineup, it just felt like, you know, Thanos, he goes, I'm inevitable, snap. And pretty much every <laughs> time, every time a game started, game two, game three, game four, I'm thinking, oh man, Gilito, he's got his stuff going. Nope, maybe not. Dylan Cease, that first inning, man, he's got his stuff going. That curveball looks good. Nope, no, it doesn't. Game four, Rodon, man, he looks good. And he did look good for a few innings. Mm -hmm. uh, lost his control a little bit, sputtered. Nope, there it goes. That game, that's gone. And uh, that Astros lineup is so good, so good top to bottom. And, I mean, they they just did what they had to do. They, they put together good innings against the White Sox, and the White Sox couldn't do anything else. Yeah, absolutely. That the I did think that the White Sox were going to come to play um, based off of what I had seen in the season, especially with the uh, the Field of Dreams game. I felt like they were going to step up in the big games and it just felt like they couldn't get anything going, uh, partly due to the Astros pitching. They were pretty well. I know they scored 12 runs in, uh, in game three, but they still um, still just didn't feel like they were 100 percent there. Um, some bright spots for the Sox, though. Tim Anderson was having multi-hit games galore. Um, looked good the entire time. Granted, it's nothing um, if your team can't win. But they had some guys step up at times um, and definitely looked like they were just starting to get comfortable. And it reminded me a little bit of, like, the 2015 Cubs where they you could feel that it was there with them. Um they just hadn't put it all together and they're missing like one little piece here or there and it'll bring it all together. I think they'll be back next year, um, back with vengeance and uh, ready to go. Yeah, I think so too. The thing that hurt them was the lack of extra base hits. They didn't have any extra. Mm -hmm. Well, they didn't have any home runs game one or two. They might've had a double in game two. I can't remember exactly, but the extra base hits were killer. Um, only three doubles, only three home runs, man, that's tough. I mean, it's, it's really tough to win when you can't get extra base hits, especially when you, it, they're, they struggled to string hits together in, in general. So, mm -hmm. uh, But that's Absolutely. a lineup that has, has the ability to pop. Their power numbers were down a little bit this year, but I think that they'll be back and ready to go next year. And um, they have great pitchers. 
I mean, it was, it was four games. It was a four game stretch against one of the best lineups in baseball and their pitchers are fine. I mean, it's just, it's frustrating to see them go this early, but Hey, it was an awesome year. First postseason, well, first real postseason appearance since 2008. You can say what you want about last mm-hmm. year. First division win since 2008. We'll call it that. First home playoff game since 2008. I'll take it. Yeah, exactly. And like you said, they're they're going to be back. There, there's no doubt about that in my mind. Um, they're going to lose a few guys and sign Trey Kimbrell. We can get into that later after the postseason. But um, yeah, I, I think they definitely have the solid foundations and they'll be back and they'll be ready to play. As yeah, for totally. the Astros, however, that team is just so good consistently. Um, I know in the middle, there was like the whole uh, Tapera calling them out for doing some sketchy stuff. I'm not really sure what that was all about. Um, it didn't feel like that. Um, but I know it, it pissed some of the guys off on the Astros lineup. I know Altuve really didn't think much of it. I liked the way he responded in his post-game interview. Um, he just said, we're here to play. We're here to win games. Um, I like that attitude. And I think it's contagious throughout that lineup. Yeah, I thought that was kind of a non-story. I just kind of skipped over it. I'm like, I, mm-hmm. it would be so dumb of them to do it again. And it would be – It would I, be. I – I really don't think they're doing it again. I kind of skipped over that. I mean, like, I'm, I'm like, all right, whatever. I'll just focus on the next game. I don't really want to mm-hmm. look into this right now. Um, yeah, absolutely. But any closing thoughts on the White Sox season? I just kind of gave mine. I Just that I'm excited for next season for them. I think that it'll be a lot of fun. I think uh, they're going to come to play. That's all. Um, they got a good team. They do. Um Steadily improving. Last year, they were out first round. This year, they made it a little bit further. Just keep improving. Yeah, if they could get one spot farther every time, would it be World Series championship in three years? I don't know. I'll take that. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Do a little reverse of the Phillies in 2008 through 2000 and what was it? 12 or so. Yeah, 2008 to 2012. A little reverse Phillies action. I'd take that. All right, jumping over to the National League, we're going to go Braves-Brewers series first. I was wrong about the Braves. I thought the Brewers were going to dominate them. It was the exact opposite. The Braves dominated the Brewers. Yeah, I think I let you convince me a little bit too much that the Brewers were good. Um, they are a good team. Don't get me wrong. I think I think I let you get to my head, though. I had a feeling about this lineup for the Braves. Um, they're infield, man, making plays. Um, Austin Riley showed up hitting. Uh, Freddie Freeman obviously came in huge in that last game. Um, Ozzy Albies played well. Dansby Swanson played well. And then, of course, you have Jorge Soler and Jock Peterson coming in. Um, those guys making huge hits left and right. Jock had two home runs in his first two at-bats, and they were both pinch hit home runs. Awesome. Um, yeah, they played well. They played well, and there was a fun, fun atmosphere for those games as well. Yeah, the, the Braves starting pitchers were outstanding, and the Braves pitchers as a whole were outstanding, too. I'm looking at it right now. There are only two players on the Braves team that let up earned runs. I mean, they only let up six total in four games. But, I mean, Charlie Morton let up a couple. But, I mean, he was great in his start. And I mean, he mm-hmm. took the loss, but or he had two starts, but he took the loss in one. But Charlie Morton was great. Ian Anderson is awesome. And Max Fried had another exceptional start. And uh, – yeah, that'll play. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, they definitely have a tough series coming up against the Dodgers. Um, if they have enough in the tank, I think they could give them a run, but um, it, it definitely will be tough. They're a little bit of an underdog, a little bit of a Nationals type team from a couple of years ago. Um, but yeah, I, th I think they they definitely played well. Um, and I feel like they had the series on lock against the Brewers from the start. Um, it really didn't feel like the Brewers were hitting as well as um, they could have. And like I said, the, earlier in the season, the Brewers, especially without Yelich, um, it's just a, who decides to show up and hit that day and it didn't seem like they had enough guys show up and hit. Yeah, I agree. And I didn't get to watch a ton of this series. It's, it seemed like mm -hmm. they were either right in the middle of the day and I had class or, it, I mean, the White Sox played like five-hour games every game. And mm -hmm. these games seem to be right after the White Sox or right before the White Sox. So I was, I had, I was focused on that, but I'm excited to watch the Braves keep playing. Yeah, absolutely. I think they have some electric bats in that lineup. Um, and they're definitely, uh, that infield is so fun to watch. I know in the, uh, we're about to talk about the other NLDS game and the Dodgers and the Giants, but between these two series, there was so much good defense um, plays like scrolling through Instagram and you see plays left and right, watching the games, you're watching these guys make plays that you're just like, how do they do that? So defensively, I think it'll be a fun, fun matchup offensively. As long as the Braves bats show up like they did, um, I think they got a chance. Yeah. So we'll jump over to Giants and Dodgers. Uh, I mean, I think that it might've been a little overhyped. I mean, the games, some of the games are good. A couple of the games are blowouts. Um, the close games were really low scoring, which I mean, great, great pitching is, is fun to watch. I don't know, maybe some runs too. I don't know. What were your thoughts on this series? Yeah, it just didn't feel like either team's bats really showed up. I guess game two, Dodgers bats showed up. Game four, Dodgers bats showed up. They scored nine and seven runs in those two games. But for the Giants, they won by one in game three. And uh, I guess game one, they had scored four runs. But it wasn't like they were hitting the way we saw them hit all regular season. Um, and I think that was their biggest issue. Um, like their pitching was fine for the most part. Um, obviously, they gave up some runs in games two and four. But they just did not seem like they showed up to play at, at times. Um, obviously, defensively, this both both sides defensively center fielders were making incredible plays. Um, Chris Taylor really surprised me as a center fielder. I haven't watched much of the Dodgers this year. I did early on in the season, um, watching them play the Padres a lot, but I did not expect Chris Taylor to be um, as impressive defensively as what I saw. Um, I think the infield for the Giants was really impressive as well. Um, Brandon Crawford is incredible. But, yeah, it, it just seemed like a defensive battle for most of the uh, – defensive and pitching battle for most of the series. And uh, Dodgers just came out on top. Yeah, someone that was amazing for the Giants, though, Logan Webb pitched out of his mind. That was awesome. And Yeah, game maybe, one. I mean, wow. maybe I'm just a bad baseball fan, but I didn't really know much about him at all coming into the series. I mean, maybe I, maybe I missed him. I'm sure he had an excellent year. 
Yeah, he had an excellent year, but I mean, yeah, I didn't watch a, a whole big, lot of the uh, Giants. He's a big pitch to contact guy, I know, or I shouldn't really say pitch to contact, but he's not a huge strikeout guy. He's a lot of um, puts, gets a lot of balls in play, lots of ground balls, um, and that's what he did. He showed up. I mean, he had how many strikeouts game one? It was uh, pretty high up there. I know, he, I think close to ten. I want to say that could be wrong though. But yeah, no, it was very, he had a very impressive performance. Um, but the rest of the series for their pitching just didn't feel like it had that same intensity, that same electricity that Logan Webb showed in game one. Yeah, you were right. It was 10 strikeouts in game one. He had seven in his other start, which I believe was game five. Yeah, it was. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but the, it's, it's so frustrating for the Giants, the way that they lost to on that check swing. I don't want to dive in too much into umpires and blaming games and umpires, but I will, I will say yeah. maybe, maybe it's because I'm watching full baseball games from start to finish and really locking in on everything, but it feels like the strike zones have been, have been complained about a lot and it's pretty valid. Yeah. And I think it's been an issue for a while. I remember it being an issue in the 2016 World Series and um, 2017. All I think since like 2015 or so, it's it's definitely been a huge topic of conversation. And I know for a while they've tested like the electronic strike zones and and then for I think it was 2018 or 19 they had the electronic strike zones for like almost all the games at least like on your TV screen for watch at home, and that just made the uproar about the issue even bigger because people at home were saying like, wow, this actually is really, really bad. Um, and I think it's continued that way. And I, I can't speak on being an umpire. I umped for one season when I was like 15 years old. Um, it is tough. Uh, I, it is definitely difficult, but at the same time, these guys are professionals and it seems like there's certain guys that, don't feel the need to change to like and update themselves with the game. Um, so I'm, I don't want to get too much into the umpires, but uh, definitely the strike zone needs to be something that is addressed. Uh, I don't know the true solution for it, but it definitely is something that needs to be a topic of conversation this off season um, and start looking for a solution to it because it has been such an issue. Obviously, um, you could say that going back forever and ever that it's all up to the umpire's judgment, but um, at times it does seem like it's like really like that call is going to be the changing factor in the game. Um, and that kind of sucks, especially if you, it's for your team. Um, and like the, the final out, the check swing, yeah, that sucks. It's a horrible way to lose. And it, clearly it was probably a true check swing it should not have been called a strike um but at the same time who knows what outcome would have come after that he could have ended up striking out that at bat anyways he could have popped out grounded out even if he did get on bases next guy gonna get a hit you never know it's baseball so um that's a part of the game and it sucks to lose that way um but i yeah i that's about all I can say on the topic it's it's definitely going to be an issue um and you'll see it all over the place in baseball media for the preceding off season yeah but hats off to the the Giants it's a really tough way to lose but they had a fantastic season 
They were a lot of fun to mm-hmm. watch throughout the course of the season. And this Giants team kind of changed my perception on the Giants as a whole. For whatever reason, I think it was because I got annoyed with their dynasty uh, in 2010 to 2014. But for whatever reason, I wasn't really – I didn't like the Giants. They were, they were in that bottom tier for me with the Dodgers and the Yankees. But this Giants team changed my perception. I missed watching postseason games that now it's called Oracle Park. It used to be called AT&T Park. It's a beautiful mm-hmm. ballpark, and it, it just screams so October beautiful. baseball because, I mean, a lot of my postseason memories are from that 2010, 16 yeah, ish range. And, uh, yeah, I missed it. Yeah, no, I, I have always had a great respect for San Francisco. I've always enjoyed them as a team. And this team that they put together this year going from, I think, projected like maybe well below 500, bottom tier team, and turning out a season where they held first place in the NL West, a very competitive NL West for that matter, um, for the entire season and handily, um, they had it put together an excellent season. They had revival seasons from all of their veterans um, and their young guys stepped up. Um, I went and watched a game. We talked about this earlier, but I watched the Cardinals, or not the Cardinals, the Cubs series against them, went to one game there. And I was texting you the whole game, like, this guy's into the play, this guy's coming into pinch hit. And every single guy named Josh was like, wait, that guy's on the team? Or, holy cow, they have so many dudes. Like, it was a fun team to watch this year, and they had an excellent season. Yeah, you were texting me these names, and I knew the names, and it's like, okay, well, they got to start eight position players. And then you were texting me a ton of other guys, and they're like, like big names, well, now big names, Giants big names at the very least, that had – Mm-hmm. great regular seasons and i'm thinking to myself like man are they carrying like four relief pitchers how do they have enough room for all these guys <laughs> the their roster was incredible this year and who knows what they're going to be like next year they had a lot of veterans have career years hopefully it's somewhat sustained because i'd love to watch a, a giants dodgers padres big rivalry in the nl west moving forward but i don't know we'll see yeah, absolutely. I mean, that three-way race was fun until the very end when the, uh, the Padres had their little bit of a meltdown. But hopefully they're back next year. Hopefully the Giants continue to sustain this, sustain the success that they've had this year. Um, and we know the Dodgers will be good because they're always good. So, um, yeah, next year will be a lot of fun to watch. The NLS is going to be very competitive again. Yeah, and now we're going to skip over. We're going to do quick preview of the two championship series, ALCS, between the Red Sox and the Astros. I just have a couple notes here. Uh, there should be runs like crazy. I mean, both pitching staffs are at the very least okay. I think the Astros have a little bit better starting pitching at the very least. But these lineups are amazing. They're gauntlets. It's going to be – it should be a ton of fun to watch. Home runs, doubles, singles, left and right. And yeah, I'm excited for this one. Yeah, and both both teams have beautiful stadiums. Both teams have very hitter-friendly stadiums. Um, watching postseason baseball, October baseball at Fenway Park is like nothing else. So I think both teams are definitely, I agree with you, where the Astros probably have a slight advantage in the pitching. But I think the way Boston played in their uh, division series, I think going into this championship series. I think they have the slight advantage on the offensive end. I think they played really good team baseball. They got hits, they got guys around, um, moved runners really well. Um, So it'll definitely be uh, 
a fun one to watch. Definitely, I think you're absolutely correct in saying it's going to be a high scoring. Um, are we putting our predictions down for this? I know we did a terrible job with the uh, uh, wild card in the division series, but I think we got to, right? Yeah, I'll, I'll throw one out there. You want to go first? Sure. Uh, I'm going to ride with the Boston Red Sox. I think this is a really fun team. I still carry a little bit of hatred towards the Astros. Um, it's loosening up a little bit, I will say. Um, I think in a year or two's time, it should be pretty much gone. But um, I'm really liking this Boston Red Sox lineup. Um, I mean, between Christian Arroyo, Bobby Dahlbeck, Xander Bogarts, you got Rafael Devers in there. Alex Verdugo played amazing. Um, I just really like this team. I want to see them succeed. I think they played great baseball and they absolutely deserve to be where they are. Um, no matter what you think about how they played in the regular season, they got their spot in the postseason and they're proving that they deserve to be here. Um, and I think they continue to do that. So I think, uh, I think Boston takes it in six games. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to say Boston in either six or seven games in, I really don't want the Astros to win. And I'm convincing myself over time that the Red Sox will win. I think the Red Sox lineup, man, it's so good. They can play wherever. And uh, all, all you really have to say here is team of destiny. The Red Sox have, have some team of destiny vibes. They were down, <laughs> what was that, 5-1, to one, I think, in game 162 to the Nationals. Looked like they were going to tie with the Blue Jays. Blue Jays might have won that game. Honestly, if the if the Red Sox lost the Nationals, Blue Jays were – and they were a great team, but – the Red Sox have, they came back in game 162, beat the Yankees handedly in the wild card game, uh, looked awesome against the Rays. And I think they're going to carry that momentum through and they're going to beat the Astros. Yeah, man, that, uh, that game one, or was it game one? Game two for the Red Sox, the 14 to six win over the Rays. Um, I was out at a golf outing and uh, my two of my partners were uh, huge Red Sox fans. And watching the game, just the emotions that they uh, were going through, checking up on the score every once in a while, it was exciting. Then they were, oh, no, this is so bad. And then exciting again. And it was just a fun game to watch. They do have, like you said, a team of destiny vibes. They feel like they're all coming together and they're just piecing it together at the perfect time. Yeah, so we both got Red Sox. Um, could be bad later, but, I mean, we didn't address – exactly how bad we were in the in the in the division series so maybe maybe next week we'll address how good we were in the championship series we'll keep our fingers crossed on that one all right now we're going to jump down the nl braves and the dodgers it's a repeat from last year last year the championship series was amazing it was so much fun to watch went the distance and honestly if we get the exact same kind of thing this year where it goes the distance and there's great games all over the place I don't care if the Dodgers win. I mean, it'll be fun regardless. Yeah, it, for me, as long as it's not a Dodgers-Astros World Series, I'll be happy, even if the Dodgers do get in. Um, I just don't want to see those two teams face off again. Um, I feel like it's gotten a bit repetitive. Um, not crazy, too bad, but that's just not the matchup I'm hoping for personally. Um, I do think uh, – the Dodgers are considerably better than the Braves, um, but the Braves are playing good baseball. I think um, they do stand a chance. Their pitching is good. Um, their hitting definitely showed out last last series, um, and they, they got the runs where they needed it. They put it together where they needed it. Um, 
so I, I think they hold up. I don't know if it goes the full distance. I think it'll be a very fun five games. Um, I think the Dodgers win in five or six. Yeah, I'm taking the Dodgers in six. Um, I think the, I'll say they go up 3-1. Braves close out their home season with a win. In game. Wait, no, the Braves have home field advantage here, don't they? They do, yes, because the Dodgers were the wild card team. So I Braves will have home that. field advantage. That, that kind of changes things. Game one and two, if they can jump out early, um, that'll be huge for them. That's for sure. It'll be huge if they can jump out early, get two nice victories real quick. Um, going into Dodger Stadium, that's a tough atmosphere. We saw that last uh, last series with the uh, San Francisco Giants going over there. Um, it's always a tough place to play, especially in the postseason. Those Dodgers fans are crazy, and that stadium gets loud. Yeah, I forgot that the the Braves have home field advantage here. So that throws off my previous take about why it's going to go six, but I'm still going to say it's going six. Dodgers are going to close it out in Atlanta then. Um, the, the starting pitching in this series should be amazing. I mean, the top three for each team are so good. I'm really excited to watch the pitching here. Yeah, Scherzer, Bueller, Kershaw, and then you got Max Fried. No, no Kershaw. Kershaw. Kershaw's out for – Oh, Kershaw is out. That's right. So they got uh, so Urias? Yeah, it's Urias. Urias was so good in the wild cards – or not he, wild card. Um, he always the, surprises me. That's, he's, that's he's built one for the guy postseason. where he really is. Like, every time you watch him, you're just like – I never hear about this guy during the regular season, but as soon as the postseason comes around, you see that your team is playing. I mean, you're just like, crap, like this is going to be a tough game. Like he's going to make us work for this victory. Um, he's one of those guys where he goes out and he competes every single game he plays in. I believe he might've actually had the most, I don't quote me on this, but he might've won the most games I'm looking at right now. In MLB yeah, this he, year? I think he uh, was not in MLB. MLB for, uh, he might have been for them will be. I know for the Dodgers team, he won 20 games in decisions. So he was 20 and three as a starter this year. He had three um, losses. Three losses. Oof. Yeah. I mean, 2.96 ERA. He pitched 185 innings. So definitely up there. He pitched more than Kershaw. Um, so, yeah, absolutely incredible. 195 strikeouts. Like seriously, one of the guys that you never hear his name during the regular season, but he is always showing up to play. Yeah, he was MLB wins leader. He had 20. Closest behind him was Wainwright at 17. Man, 20 and wow. three. That's a oh my gosh. That's an he's so good. I, I, he closed out the Rays in the World Series last year, didn't he? Mm -hmm. I can't I think he had a good series against the Braves too, but I'm kind of blanking right now. Um, but yeah, he's he's really good. Uh, the rest of the, the the starting pitching in this series is going to be awesome. Like I said, Dodgers, I think, have the upper hand in the in the bullpen. I mean, they got guys that just throw some crazy pitches. Kenley Jansen's obviously great. Grotterall has looked much better. Corey Knabel and Blake Trinan have been great in the postseason. And Joe Kelly, that's a really good bullpen. And that's something yeah. that the Dodgers have kind of not had in the last couple of years. Maybe maybe I'm forgetting something that. I'm pretty sure that's the narrative. What what part of the narrative was their bullpen wasn't great. Their bullpen is really good this postseason. Yeah, it definitely is. They have guys who throw hard. They have guys who mix up their pitches. They have guys who work the zone. Um, Grotterall, his his pitching is so fun to watch. I know everyone says it's effortless. If you really watch it, it's not effortless. He's just extremely efficient with his movement. He is. It's violent. It is violent, but it's so smooth. 
and it looks like the most casual 103 mile an hour fastball you'll ever see. Actually, he's got some run. It might be a sinker, honestly, sinker or two seam, but I believe wow, it's a sinker. He, yeah, he he is shaping up to look like a very very promising bullpen arm for them, um, and definitely a fun guy to watch. Just anytime he comes out of the bullpen. Yeah, I definitely agree. And you got any closing thoughts for the the day? No, I'm just excited for uh, excited for the championship series. I think they're going to be a lot of fun. Um, and, yeah, that's about it. I don't have too much more to say, too much more to add for that. Yeah, I'm excited to watch some, some more baseball this week. Championship series should be awesome. And thanks, everyone, for listening today for another episode of Safety Squeeze. We'll catch you again probably sometime next week, maybe mid-championship series, maybe after the championship series are over. But – Thank you for listening and we'll see you later.